0: We are recording with Mr. John colin and uh, what day is today? Oh, July first. Hey, July. Uh, okay, we're out of, uh, right of a uh, game month. And so Saturday, July first, twenty twenty three, at two twenty two p.m. Eastern time. Um, and uh, I got in touch with you through Mr. Dave column who who I love. And some people comment whenever I have him on. They're like, "I hate Dave's laugh." Dave's laugh is beautiful. And if you're the person that commented that, fuck you. Dave is a pure soul of of love and light um but so i didn't really know what we we're going to talk about today and i was just kind of glancing at some of your episodes with with dave and i was like the first time i ever had dave on i didn't know what he and i were going to talk about and i think we ended up going for four hours from like the lusitania all the way through covid just every like modern kind of conspiratorial thing and um i just so happened to be like looking at a meme of bohemian grove and i was like I made the thumbnail at like 3 a.m. I was like, I'm just going to slap that on there. And I think I, I feel like John's probably cool enough that he won't care if there's a satanic ritual going on in the thumbnail. But with uh, oh, that, it. man, while I post the live link, how about you uh, introduce yourself, my friend?
1: Sure. Well, again, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, yes, sir. I'm really appreciative of the invitation. Uh, so I'm John Cullen, and I have been an investigative journalist now for about five and a half years, almost six years. And my career in investigative journalism started a bit by accident, uh, the night of the Las Vegas shooting. Okay. Uh, Happened right, so I was living overseas and as that took place at ten PM Las Vegas time, where I was, it was noon. And so as the event was unfolding, it was literally unfolding in real time on Facebook and on Twitter. Okay. And so I was in my office and it's 12 noon and so i'm you know wrapped yeah. watching what's happening here you know and, and getting constant updates and people were doing the live feeds from their phones and i spent all day watching this thing come together watched uh, sheriff lombardo give his press conferences and all that and so the stuff that was happening at 1 in the morning and three thirty in the morning las vegas time Again, it was middle of the afternoon where I was, so this was not a big stretch to just sit there and watch it all kind of unfold. And uh, I started getting into shooting uh, as a recreational target shooter uh, when I first moved to California. Funny enough, I moved to California from New York, and at the time, California gun laws in the 80s were much more relaxed than New York. And so the minute I got to California as an adult young man, the first thing I bought was a Walther PPK, right? a James Bond's gun, right? So that's the first thing you're supposed to get is a James Bond Walther PPK. So I got one of those, and I got a Colt 45 National Match Pistol, some lessons, and started to get into target shooting a bit. And then after September 11th, <clears throat> I got into long guns and rifles. And uh, I uh, started to shoot it at longer distances. And then uh, a couple years ago, I got into shooting at great distances, uh, 600 yards, 1,000 yards, stuff like that. And so with the Las Vegas shooting, uh, there were just like ballistic aspects to what was happening on film. Wasn't consistent with the narrative. In other words, you know the um, the rate of fire and things like that. That somebody who's you know somewhat trained in this stuff uh, hears it, and so a lot of the military guys were commenting. Yeah. And the net the net net of it is, and the reason that I'm incognito is I'm the guy that came up with the Saudi assassination theory.
0: For oh, the all Saudi right. Shooting. Okay, that's cool. So I guy. remember reading that yeah. like. Yeah, I remember reading that years ago. Okay, that's cool.
1: All right, so the thing is that there was a bit of disinformation that was planted very early about that that showed some footage of a guy walking through the lobby mm-hmm. of the Tropicana. and That had nothing to do with it. Turns out that's an employee of the Tropicana. So that's like this, um, this purposeful disinformation, counterintelligence type stuff where somebody plants this seed and puts these two things together. Uh, that, that, that was a guy named Jason Buff who worked at the Tropicana. So the net of it is I solve the case and publish my thesis. I think it was November 11th of 2017. And I named names. So whereas some investigators, uh, for example, a friend of mine, uh, Laurel Loomer, uh, says it was ISIS and kind of leaves it there. I named people, and the people that I named are a little bit older, so uh, they're more Al-Qaeda-oriented. Okay. So, so the net of it is that the Las Vegas shooting was an Al-Qaeda yeah. event, and it was an assassination attempt on MBS, the Crown yeah. Prince. All right. So I'm the guy who published all that. I'm the guy who published the helicopter stuff mm-hmm. that shows that the shooting was – an aerial attack from helicopters. And all that material is on YouTube. And surprisingly, a fair amount of it is still there. So the name of the channel on YouTube is John E. Hoover. And that's J. Edgar Hoover's real name. Yeah. J. Edgar Hoover's real name is John. So John Edgar Hoover. And I figured I'm gonna kind of create a uh, uh, an alternate universe kind of like what the FBI could have been, should have been, where they actually show you what they're doing, and say, you know, here's here's the work we did this week, here's what we found, we located this, we found that, it looks like it might be this, we're going to be digging into this and this and this, and that's effectively what I did throughout the investigation, and by November 11th, it was pretty clear what had happened, Yeah, and so by the by, the uh, by that time I named names, as I said, Maiteb bin Abdullah, Muhammad bin Nayef, Mansour bin Mukran. Uh, you know, I started listing all the people that had a role in this, and one of those people is Awaleed bin Towal. Awaleed yeah. bin Toal is the bi- the biggest shareholder of in Twitter. Twitter.
0: Yeah, he's got right? that plane the biggest, with the private well, throne in the center of it.
1: The only plane to leave US airspace September twelfth. Ooh. ooh. The ooh. only plane ooh. to leave I'm American sure, airspace. I'm sure no the coincidence next day is
0: there, the billionaire Saudi. The only plane. The only plane. That's what we call a funny coincidence.
1: Kingdom Yeah, Kingdom Holdings. Yeah. So I name names. And these people that I'm naming, they were the heads of Saudi intelligence. saudi arabian national guard and these are the guys who are willing to kill the crown prince so if they're willing to kill the crown prince they'll grease me in two seconds i mean forget about it right so uh, i'm an infidel yeah and
0: a bunch of of country music goers they don't give a shit,
1: right and i don't know if you heard the story i don't know it wasn't even that long ago uh somebody's ring doorbell cam in brooklyn picked up an iranian hit team Trying to kill a journalist, so really? there was like an Iranian uh, journalist in Brooklyn, who writes about the Iranian regime, and they sent a hit team to kill her. Jeez, yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah. So if Iran, if Iran can find a journalist in Brooklyn, they can reach out a hit touch team there, Yeah. They, yeah, these guys can find me. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that, the, that's they why can. I, they glass. they yeah, can, and, and, and they again, will. I, yeah. Especially since I named names. Now, the interesting thing is that the guys, the names that I just dropped, Maiteb bin Abdullah, Mohammed bin Nayef, they've been arrested. Uh, Maiteb bin Abdullah was the head of the Saudi Arabian National Guard. He's in prison. Mohammed bin Nayef won the George Tenet Award okay. from the CIA Former, yeah. for cooperation, and MBS arrested him. Oof. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so it, it appears that the, the Las Vegas shooting was an assassination attempt on MBS. And that's where I kind of made my bones, so Mm -hmm. to speak, in investigative journalism. And two years after the shooting, I was looking into the support infrastructure in the United States for Al-Qaeda, because it turns out that um, we had the Pensacola shooting, and the Pensacola shooter was Al-Qaeda aligned, it turned out, and the FBI admitted that. So I was looking into that support structure and the work of a gentleman named Phil Haney. Phil Haney used to be with uh, Homeland Security, and the FBI says he killed himself with a gunshot to the chest on the side of the road. I'm finding it hard to hard to believe. So that was sort of what I was looking into, and then COVID hit, and I do a podcast every Friday night with a uh, broadcast partner, uh, Jason Goodman, and Jason has a channel and a brand called CrowdSource the Truth. And he does a show with, he does two shows a week with Charles Ortel. He has Lee Stratahan, who used to write for Breitbart. Um, and uh, I do a show with him. He's had a number of other people. Uh, David Hawkins uh, did a show with him for some time. So we do a show every Friday night. And he said to me, I'm not buying this COVID thing. Yeah. And this is in the, in the very early days, maybe the first week of March. Yeah. And he said, this this whole wet market uh, you know a bat was next to the duck cage and you know he's like i this is, i'm not buying this yeah. this is, can you dig into this and the honest truth was i had been living in thailand and in thailand wet wet markets are where you go get your chicken wet yeah. markets are where you go buy your fish it's like that's where you get it you go yeah. to the wet market so to me I'm used to seeing eels and frogs and turtles and ducks in, you know, right next to each other. Yeah. So it seemed perfectly reasonable to me. This whole narrative story of it came from web market. I was like, yeah, I've seen what these places look like. I can only imagine the viruses growing down sure. there, right? Didn't, didn't, isn't that? Check it out. Check it out. So if I can share my screen oh, with yeah, the yeah, audience, yeah. is that something I can do here? Yeah. Let's I mean, see if we'll, we can yeah, do put that screen.
0: And FYI, so I think, we, I think you and I have like a two or three second delay. So if it – if Okay. Because if some, sometimes I get a delay with guests and it, it causes a, a stutter. Th- so if it seems like I'm, I'm cutting you off, it's I'm not. I'm just – there's a delay. Just FYI. Um, yeah, so I gave you screen share. See if you can. There we go. All right. I
1: mean, so what I'm going to share with the audience is a presentation – that i gave to a group called panda and panda Is that the was pandemic the pandemic group yeah the pandemic data analysis group headed yeah, by uh, uh, nick hudson. hudson yeah
0: i've had him on here yeah. a couple times hold on okay, let, let so me there's... grab a blanket right off screen i've got the air conditioner cranked I got all the all the lights in here. I got to keep the AC blasting, and so I'm always doing this. I'm doing this dance between like it's eighty in my living room and fifty in here. (laughs) I'm trying to.
1: I I know the drill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the drill. So Nick Hudson invited me to present uh, these materials I'm about to show you uh, to the group at Panda, and let's see if. Let me go to a single page here so that you guys can see it like this. This might make some more sense. All right, so the net of this is uh, when my broadcast partner, Jason Goodman, says to me, uh, take a look at this. I'm not buying the, the narrative. All right, so I find this map from Johns Hopkins. And they're using this thing on TV, and they're showing this thing in front of Congress. A woman named Warren Gardner, Dr. Warren Gardner, is testifying in front of Congress and they're showing them all this stuff. I built the system. Oh. 30, 35 years ago, I worked at Oracle for Larry Ellison. Yeah. And one of the projects that I worked on was building this mapping system. And so I take one look at this thing And what you see in front of you right now is March 13th, 2020. This is the day that the President of the United States declared a national emergency. This is the day we shut it down, okay? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that kind of jumps out at you about what you see here on this map from Johns Hopkins? Now remember, Johns Hopkins is an authoritative source, right, we got the WHO, the CDC, and this is Johns Hopkins, right? I mean, this is this yeah, is yeah, as yeah. authoritative you, yeah. as it gets, right? Yeah. Europe, and they're showing Southeast this thing on TV. Asia. Yeah. And they're sho- yeah, and they're showing you this on CNN and all that, right?
0: Yeah. Nobody in India, most of Africa, nothing. Australia, nothing. Russia, nothing. Mm-hmm. So just Europe, yeah. Southeast Asia, a little bit right. of a now little, little you... Middle
1: East. Right. So so I take one look at this, one look, one second, one second. And as the guy who built the system, what's the first thing that, that I, I'm looking at this, and the first thing that hits me? Nobody's green? Uh, nobody's yellow? Everybody's red? Uh, what? 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 How's everybody red? Nobody's green, nobody's yellow. Everybody's red. Well, hmm. All right. I'm going to drill into this a little bit and take a closer look now you didn't notice this is this is very much like now here's kind of a weird kind of a I don't know how you would describe this but it's like an aspect of my background that helps me see things that most people don't see Mm -hmm. when when I was 10 years old I was a professional magician okay I made money I got paid to do magic shows as a kid and went to magic camp with yeah. Lance, uh, with Lance Burton. Okay. So i've been I've been studying illusions since I was ten, you know, eight years old, right? And ten, twelve, as a teenager, I was pretty badass. I mean, I again, Lance Burton and I went to the same thing, and we competed in in presentation events and stuff like that. So I knew magic. If you're looking at marked cards, if you and I are playing a game of poker with marked cards and I know how to read the marked cards and you have no idea I've got marked cards, you're looking at it. You're looking at the marked cards. Mm -hmm. You're looking right at them. You're looking at the thing that I see and tells me exactly what you have in your hand. So, I'm looking at the backs of your cards, you're looking at the backs of mine, and you see what I see. but. I know how to read the back of your card, and I can tell exactly what you have, and that you have nothing in your hand. And that's what's happening right now as you and I are looking at this map.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you don't see what I see because I built it. Yeah. So what do I see? I know how to read the back of the card. I can tell you, this is the Queen of Hearts. Okay. Now how is that? Okay. Because if you look real closely. You, got, you ready for the goosebumps? You ready mm-hmm. to get the chills? Mm-hmm. All right, this is March 13th, 2020. The President of the United States is declaring a national emergency based on this. There are not 10 people dead in Beijing, Hong Kong, or Shanghai. Of all of this. Now, the reason is also because I'm kind of stupid. I never heard of Wuhan. So I, when they yeah. told me that there were all there was all these people dead in Wuhan, I mean, where the hell is Wuhan? I never heard of Wuhan, and I've been to China. Yeah, I have a visa to China, and I never heard of Wuhan. Well, it's
0: not so necessarily I said, like a big metropolis, though, right?
1: Well, no, actually, it's bigger than New York City. Ten million what? people. Ten million right. people live in Wuhan. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So. I said, but I'd never even heard of Wuhan. So I said, all right, so if this thing is ravaging China, ravaging Wuhan, what the hell must be happening in Hong Kong? And I go over to Hong Kong and there's not 10 people dead. what the, why is it all red then? And I click on Shanghai and there's not 10 people dead in Shanghai and I click on Beijing and there's not 10 people dead in Beijing is nobody looking at this thing like is, is, is everybody just looking at this at arm's length and not actually clicking on the dots mm-hmm. nobody knows how to click on the dot that says shanghai you don't know how to do that and get the numbers i'm the only guy who knows how to do this from 35 years ago mm-hmm. and all the user conferences that esri has had i'm the only guy who's looked at shanghai there's not 10 people dead in hong kong tommy what the hell?
0: So, to play devil's advocate, as someone like me, you know, what you point out no green, no yellow, no anything, to me, I'm looking at it and go, well, it might just be that they're not using, and i I just playing devil's advocate, is they're just using whichever color, and it's more about the size of the circle, and they're just trying to illuminate where cases are. Because, right, it says total confirmed I, that's on right. the left side.
1: That's right yes so the size of the circle is the number of cases yeah that's so, exactly that's just, right so
0: just yeah no that's just me playing devil's advocate obviously you, you but that's know.
1: poor design no that's no no Poor sh- design
0: sh- sure but it might now just... let me
1: give you another example right. i'm going to give you another example all right so look at vietnam you see the red dot on vietnam yeah vietnam has nobody dead zero so my feeling i don't care how many cases you have yeah. If no one's dead,
0: well, that's something we were. Still... That's anyone with a brain was. He yeah, had no thinking that later on. They're like, "There's 19 new cases." It's like, "Well, who's who's dead?" N- yeah, no. right. Yeah, I, I had right. it. So,
1: it was whatever. I missed work for a week. Okay. So I'm looking at these countries and saying, "Wait a second, why is everything so red? If there's no one dead there, that doesn't make any sense to me." Like, look at it. There, there were two people dead in India. Yeah. And it's red? You don't get a yellow with two people dead? This design is wrong. The first thing I said when I looked at this is whoever designed this designed this to panic everybody. What well, the yeah. why is everything red? Yeah. Oof. This is designed to panic people. very colors. And again, is the designer or so that's a problem, right? Well, it turns out the guy who designed the map at Johns Hopkins is a Chinese national named En Shangdong a PhD student from China did the configuration okay not from Kosovo yeah not from Croatia not yeah. an Italian kid yeah not a kid from Ghana on an exchange from China, China. and so from China.
0: And, and yeah so a PhD student so homie knows yeah. what he's doing so,
1: well, and maybe just because, you know, they like the color red in hey, China. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, right. the, the, the lanterns are all red, so sure. there you go. So what I started to do is I started to dig into well, what respiratory stuff was going on before coronavirus, before this thing showed up. What respiratory stuff killed people? Tuberculosis, uh, uh, RSV, Coxsackie, influenza, I don't know, what what's going on? Well, I found a system that tracks this stuff called PNI, which is pneumonia and influenza. And it seems that this is how the, the CDC tracks influenza, like uh, the, the USTA keeps score in tennis. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's how they keep score. Like if you, you know, the, the first time you find out that the score in the game is love 40, you why? Know, <laughs> well, yeah. why you mean it's three, nothing, right? It's yeah. three, nothing. No, it's love 40, right? So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's how they do it. Well, yeah. the same thing is true with the CDC. They track influenza uh, deaths by lumping together pneumonia and influenza because it's kind of a one-two punch and they call it PNI. Now they've been doing this since the 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic. So that's when they kind of started doing this, was right after that. And what I found the system that tracks PI deaths. And what I found was that in January, February, and March of 2020, 4,000 people were dying a week of influenza, PNI, whatever they call this thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this lumped together thing. So 4,000 people a week were dying. And that had not been, you know, it's like 4,000 people a week. That's a lot of people dying from this stuff. And this is before COVID. Well, I start tracking that and everybody else is looking at COVID. And I said, no, 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 no. This is your elephant. This is your elephant. This is it. You've got 4,000 people a week dying from this. And all of a sudden, something shows up from China, of course, from the boogeyman. Huh. Well, I keep an eye on this P&I thing. And what you're looking at right now are P&I deaths in America going back to 2013. Mm -hmm. The peak in the middle where it says weekly P&I deaths, there's like a little legend in the middle, Mm -hmm. it says weekly P&I deaths. The peak right below that is 2017, 2018. And Dr. Fauci in a PBS special tells us in that year it was particularly bad, 80,000 people died. That's globally. 80,000. Or U.S., right? or U.S. So, only. U.S., U.S. Gotcha. So if that peak, right below the little legend there that says weekly PNI deaths, if that peak in the middle was 80,000, what the hell are these out to the right? Yeah. More than 80,000. Yeah. But All not 13, right. so eighteen
0: that...
1: thirteen nine four. Right, right. Now, so that's sort of the next aspect of this is as I start digging into this influenza stuff.
0: Hold on, can you go back one? Yeah. Why does it get uh, thinner as it goes to the right? It's like fat, like three dimensionally. Oh, that that's, that's like just... a
1: three D effect. That's gotcha. the lighting and the three D and the channel and your gotcha. basically. Gotcha. If I if I were moving it, the I wasn't little sure little
0: if it was like volume or something.
1: No, 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 it's a 3d uh, lighting gotcha. uh, thing. All right. So here I'm laying in now COVID deaths on top of those PNI deaths. So COVID shows up like hell on wheels out of nowhere, just like we mm-hmm. go from zero to 100 miles an hour in 1.2 seconds. It's like yeah. vroom, And yeah. we've got everybody's dying of COVID instantly didn't ramp up in any kind of normal way. Which seemed odd, and one of the things that we heard from Doctor Burks was, we count liberally. If somebody has this and this and this, and they test positive for COVID yeah, and they, they die, die we're right. We're going to count that as a COVID death, like yeah. George Floyd. Yeah. George Floyd counted as a COVID death. No, death. He so didn't. yes, he did. No, he did. Yes, didn't. he did. He yes, he did. He <laughs> tested positive. That counts it. <laughs> From there, can't, not not as far as primary cause of death, but he's he counted in the green, as a
0: could right.
1: That's the point here. So the point is he's in this green group, and so what people are saying: Come on, one point two million people died of COVID in the United States. Five hundred something thousand died in India. India has four and a half times our population. Yeah. How does India have half the deaths? If they have four and a half times our population, they've got half as many people dead in India? Just and they're swimming, the, in, swimming the, in the Ganges? The
0: devil's advocate? I mean, just just that play devil's advocate? I mean... I don't know. We're, we're much fatter. We're much, on, much more unhealthy. If I, I mean, so not that would... I believe that, it's, but I just, you know, just throwing it out. I always do that during the conversation. I'll just throw out the Oh, that's fine. Just for the sake so, of so
1: it. So we'll, we'll compare... So, so hold on to that for a minute. Hold on to that thought and we'll compare the American public health response to COVID to a couple other countries, and you'll, you won't you will be terribly proud of our public health system. All right, All right so wh- what you're seeing here is sort of the basis of the hypothesis. And the hypothesis is Dr. Fauci, was about to experience a global influenza pandemic. Of a strain of his creation, something from one of their labs, and so he needed another escape pandemic, go. all right, to cover to cover up all right his disaster.
0: Yeah. You, now the you gotta way have I was Stephen able to... Paddock to cover up uh, an assassination
1: yeah. attempt, right, right. So you have to have a little Not bit a of escape bit. patsy. And this was the conversation that i had with dave column so dave and i sit down to talk about the vegas shooting first and then i said to dave you know i built the mapping system that they were using at johns hopkins and when you see the data and you realize and there's nobody dead and
0: i don't China's. i don't know if you saw i don't know if you saw to keep interrupting you because i'm an asshole that i think today well, let me somebody one of my guys texted me late last night and said so this was yeah this was yes no this was the twenty ninth so two days ago, WikiLeaks just dumped all of their files online everything from Hillary blah, blah 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 Vegas shooting done by FBI sniper so kind of a you know coincidence that I have you on today and that was dropped. Sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because there's a community note on that tweet. Yeah. That said, this information came out a while ago. This is not. This isn't a oh, okay. new drop. And the thing, the part where Julian Assange says that it was an FBI sniper, Julian Assange was quoted saying that the FBI tends to do these types of events. And somebody's interpreting that as so very loosely it's, okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so there's no there's not like a document of you know an fb there's nothing it's he's gotcha. made a comment gotcha and saying events like this are often false flag type events now, so i'm the so, low-hanging
0: fruit i'm grabbing the headline
1: damn no man. not even they got not even. i no, think he just said guilty. it extemporaneously and somebody else grabbed that and turned it into something that it's not i think that's yeah. that's what happening here and it's you know it's getting some attention so the net of this is it so here's sort of a straw man so one of the methods that i used in business was something they call the mckinsey method and the mckinsey method is you begin with a straw man right and you start with that and you work through it and as soon as you run into something that doesn't hold water or whatever and then you gotta you know come up with a different straw man right that that sounds like it might fit better so the straw man here is Back in 1999, Dr. Fauci sent a guy named Johan Holton to Alaska to dig up an Inuit woman that died in 1918 from the Spanish flu. They dug her up out of the permafrost and using garden shears because the bodies are it's oh perma- you know, you're, right, you're right it's no, like frozen
0: pre- yeah no perfectly pre- sorry dumb question
1: right right you're pre- you're preserved it's like being in a freezer yeah. for a hundred years so they dig her up out of the permafrost and using garden shears they cut out her lung tissue oh, and bring it back to Walter Reed All right. to two of my favorite guys these are these are fun guys these are guys you want to party with if you're gonna have a barbecue Fourth of July. You want Jeffrey Talbenberger and Terrence Tumpey because these are the two guys who take the lung tissue from Alaska, put it into the gene sequencer, and sequence the 1918 Spanish flu. Ray Kurzweil, yeah. the guy who, all right, so Ray Kurzweil, is near. exactly, he invents the the Braille reading machine. Yes. He invented the, the scanner. Yeah, the the top deck of every copy machine. That's Ray Kurzweil.
0: Yeah.
1: The, yeah. Top, the glass on a copy machine, the glass thing, Ray Kurzweil cop, uh, yeah. patented that. That's, yeah. his, that's his thing.
0: It's also in hyper longevity and, and biogerontology. Yes.
1: <clears throat> and he's a Google Fellow. Yeah. So Ray Kurzweil, Google Fellow, writes an op ed for the New York Times in 2005. Because by 2005, Terence Tumpy. Jeffrey Taubenberger and Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins have finished this Frankenstein project, and they're done. And they have resurrected the 1918 h one n one virus. It's classified as BSL-4, the same as Ebola, Marburg, uh, Lassa virus, I think. And they publish the genome in the public domain on whatever the, uh, the equivalent of GenBank was in 2005. So they publish it and Ray Kurzweil puts out an op-ed on the New York Times and he gets Bill Joy, the co-founder of Sun Mm -hmm. Microsystems, Sun Computers. So Bill Joy was one of the founders of Sun and Bill Joy and Ray Kurzweil co author this thing. It's published in the New York Times that the title of the story is Recipe for Destruction by Ray Kurzweil. And I read that on my channel, so on the Johnny Hoover channel on YouTube, I do the series called Bedtime Stories, where I read stuff and put people asleep. And one of the stories that I read is uh, his recipe for destruction. And basically, what he's saying is, Doctor Fauci and Francis Collins are off the reservation. They're resurrecting the deadliest virus on Earth. What's the name of that but, channel? You do Tyran? Yeah. The, the, <clears throat> I beg your pardon.
0: You so said you got it. You have another channel, a Bedtime Channel.
1: No, meaning I did a series of videos on the Johnny Hoover channel. So when you go to YouTube and you go gotcha. to my channel called Johnny Hoover,
0: yeah,
1: um, there's a series of videos I do called bedtime stories, and, and the thumbnails gotcha. are blue, They're gotcha. blue thumbnails. Just making sure. And I'm it reading, yeah, in the yeah, I read a bunch of documents and stuff. And so in this case, uh, I'm I'm reading this story. So the net of this is, they resurrect the 1918 Spanish flu. Ray Kurzweil from Google said, don't do it. Bill Joy from Sun says, don't do it. You guys are out of your minds. This is the viral equivalent of Jurassic Park. You, it's like, well, <laughs> why don't you guys just resurrect the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you morons. What are you doing? It's the deadliest virus we've ever seen from a respiratory, you know, uh, respiratory virus. Smallpox, NH1M1, are the, the two deadliest viruses that have ever been on Earth. And these guys take exception to it. This is 2005. Well, in 2017, just 12 years later, Dr. Fauci at Georgetown University predicts a surprise epidemic for the incoming administration.
0: There will be a pandemic.
1: There will. Everybody knows there's going to be a surprise outbreak. Yeah. Everybody knows there's going to be a surprise outbreak. Dr. Braggen
0: covers it very extensively in his book, COVID-19, Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Eerily, eerily breaks it down. Fauci talking about it.
1: But here's the party missed. This is the party missed. The party missed is what you see on the screen. 4,000 people were dying a week in January. That's not COVID. There's 10 people dead in Beijing. There's 10 people, not the seven, nine, you know, single digits. We've got single digits dead in Beijing, single digits in Shanghai, single digits in Hong Kong. Why are 4,000 people dying a week in January yeah. in America? Yeah. What the hell's going on? So part of my training is you have to go backwards. You gotta go back in time. So you go to summer of 2019 and you say, well, what the hell was going mm-hmm. on in the summer of 2019?
0: Ooh, it's getting spicy. It's getting spicy.
1: Australia, Australia was having the worst influenza outbreak in the last hundred years, six times more people died than the previous year, Uh-oh. 600% more deaths in Queensland than the previous year in the summer of 2019. Well, well, wait a second, what else was happening in the Southern hemisphere in the summer? Argentina, Chile, and South Africa? We're all having the worst influenza outbreak they've seen in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Wow, that's coincidental. And they all sent a team to Wuhan to wrestle? Uh
0: Uh-oh. What was it, not the the military games? The Wuhan
1: military games take place in October, Uh, 2019. uh, So everybody who's sick in August and September is bringing a pathogen to Wuhan from Argentina, Chile, South Africa and Australia. Now I'm not an epidemiologist, but apparently I play one on YouTube. They go to the Wuhan games. They wrestle, they swim, they do judo, they do all the stuff that they do. Wow, what a perfect super spreader event. The Wuhan military oh. games are like the Olympics. The stadium seats 100,000 people, there's ten. 1,000 athletes from around the world, and they are all military. How did this thing get onto the ships, everybody's wondering? Mm -hmm. Oh, they were all military, huh? Okay. January 2020, 4,000 people are dying from PNI every week. One week, two weeks, three weeks in three weeks by January 21st, there's as many people dead in three weeks in 2020 as died from the entire 2009 swine flu pandemic. In the US, according to the CDC, the 2009 swine flu pandemic killed 12,000 people. And by the third week in January, we've got 12,000 dead. And Dr. Fauci wasn't panicking, or was he? He wasn't panicking, or was he? Wait a second. He wasn't? Or was he? Hmm. Did Dr. Fauci need a scapegoat virus to cover up the fact that if anybody realized it was the virus that he resurrected, that Ray Kurzweil said, don't do it, you dumbass, Ray Kurzweil said if this thing gets out, five to 10 million people could die. Dr. Fauci needed a scapegoat virus, so who do you call if you need a virus like one of your viruses? Who do you call? Peter Daszak at EcoHealth. Mm -hmm. And you say, yo, yo, Pete, this is not an email. I want you to meet me at Central Park, because you know EcoHealth's offices are in New York City, like on 34th Street or something like that, right? Or 35th or 36th Street or something. So you say to Peter Daszak, meet me in Central Park. You and I are going to go for a walk. This is not an email conversation. No. And I don't want the guys at 33 Thomas Street recording this on the cell phone. We're going to take a walk together.
0: Is that the NSA building?
1: The AT&T. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the
0: the giant windowless, like, nuclear-proof. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's where everything is recorded. That dystopian tower. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's just one big hard drive. Yeah. It's just one that thing is terrifying. hard
0: terrifying. If anyone hasn't ever right. looked that up before, look that up. That, that 33 probably, Thomas Street. Looks like some shit and out of Lord of the Rings.
1: I think Laura Poitras, I think it was Laura Poitras, did a documentary called um, Project X about it. And it was part of the disclosure, the Project X um, drawings and everything were part of Edward Snowden's disclosure it's a fascinating film it's a short film it's like a nine minute documentary on 33 thomas street called project x and i think laura Poitras put it together but i could be wrong okay. and it's part of the edward snowden disclosure so anyway um net of this here is if dr fauci is trying to cover up a pandemic how do you do that well this is where me being a magician comes back into play how do you hide a pandemic well it's kind of like hiding an elephant or mm-hmm. you know it's it's, it's it's the same stuff. It's yeah, like, okay, how do, you, how do you All right, so how do I hide a pandemic? Step one: I need another pandemic. I need an alternate pandemic. Ideally, one with a completely different name from a completely different family. In other words, I don't want to cover up an influenza virus with another influenza yeah. virus, or everybody's going to kind of figure that out. But if I had a coronavirus and nobody's ever even heard of that and it looks identical. Yeah. Meaning, uh, the thing I say to Peter Daszak is, I need people to develop pneumonia. Same symptoms. Uh, yeah. hypo- yes, right, exactly. And Daszak says, oh yeah, uh, Peter Hotez and the gang, they've been working on something with, with the Chinese out at uh, Wuhan on this thing, it's perfect. And what Fauci needs, and this is, I had a conversation with Dr. Tal Braun, and he and I kind of came to this loose hypothesis together if you were trying to pull a virus out of the catalog to cover up for your disaster, your Frankenstein that's about to kill everybody, wouldn't you want something that had kind of a couple bells and whistles on it to get people's attention, like a little rattling thing on it, like a CGG, CGG sequence that everybody's going to see that and freak out and go, wait a second, this is going to see, what do you mean it's got a fear and cleavage site on it? this didn't come from the th- this whole conversation has been the red herring mm. and the more people talk about wuhan and sars cove 2 and furin cleavage sites and cgg and raccoon dogs and bats and viruses and dr xi dr Fauci is oh, thank god
0: yeah
1: because nobody's mentioned jeffrey taubenberger Nobody's mentioned that 4,000 people were dying a week in January, February. And then we get into, well, wait a second, weren't we overcounting? Weren't we counting these COVID deaths? Like, you know, everybody was, so what if we counted the COVID deaths like other countries, what would it look like? Well, Nigeria doesn't have 4,000 people dead. Pakistan, that has over 220 million people, has fewer dead than Ohio. Nigeria has fewer dead than Rhode Island. And Ethiopia, with 110 million people and six toilets, has fewer dead than Connecticut. Yeah. Now, what that tells me is we're overcounting COVID deaths. Now, why are we overcounting COVID deaths? To hide the blue pandemic. If you count all of these people as having died with COVID, well, now it looks like it got a pretty bad COVID pandemic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it sure does. It sure does look that way. You can't hide the blue pandemic. If without a green pandemic, you need a green yeah. pandemic and you need to overcount yeah. this green pandemic, you're going to need to count all of these Every death. influenza deaths as a green death. And yeah. that's why they look so similar. The first thing Dave Collum says to me is how come these, cur- these things match? It's like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers here. How do how these things go in toe to toe like this? Oh, because you're counting all the influenza deaths as COVID deaths. Of course. Of course. Of course, they look alike. This is the last five years. Now, here comes a nice, a nice gut punch. You ready to get nauseous?
0: Hmm.
1: PNI has killed more people every week in the United States than COVID since March of 2022. Say that again. PNI has killed more. That's the blue has killed more people than the green. And the green is all deaths with COVID, including motorcycle accidents and decapitations and uh, the guy from the NFL who just drowned. If he tests positive for COVID, he's green. And there's more people dying of PNI every single week here, going back to March of 2022. March of 2022, the green is bigger than the blue. That means that the all deaths with COVID was more than PNI deaths for that week. But in March of 2022, they changed, it flipped. And all of a sudden, the PNI deaths were exceeding the COVID deaths. The problem is Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Richard Urso, Aaron Cariotti, none of these guys are really looking at this data. They're all so focused on the vaccines and all that kind of stuff. And the net of it is, Influenza, PNI, has been killing more people than COVID for well over a year now, and I don't think physicians are aware of it, and therefore they're not treating it, obviously, because more people are dying from it. If they were treating it, there wouldn't be that many people dying from it. So here comes the next gut punch. This is kind of a kidney shot, so you're ready for this one. You were talking about in India they're probably healthier, not quite as obese. Well, what do most people think is the number one comorbidity in the United States of COVID? What does most of the audience think? Do you have a live feed? Do you have a live chat there? We can, can check. It. Well, there's
0: there's a there's see a, what a, the
1: guys in rum this sort of live chit chat. There's a, a delay. Uh,
0: there's a delay, but we'll see what they say. That's okay. I'm see gonna, what people yeah. think.
1: What is the number one comorbidity of COVID in the United States? Let's see and dying you know we we'll, we know that right so so you know being dead we know that but what is the number what one comorbidity think, uh,
0: What what's the number i'll i'll ask what's the number one i've never actually asked everybody comorbidity i've never i don't
1: think i've ever actually asked the
0: live chat i normally ignore okay. the live chat because uh, yeah, me
1: too. I can't keep, I can't keep track of all. Well, no. So, to,
0: to me, uh, I always think it's it's rude to the guest if I'm like playing with the live chat. Plus, I attract uh, a disproportionate number of crazy people who yes, yeah, who yeah, doesn't same. matter who my guest is. They're like, how come you're not talking about how the Jews run the world? I'm like, can you can you <laughs> right, fuck right, off right, for right. once, just for once? Exactly. Can you not talk yeah. about? It? All right. Well, I so, posed the question. No, I know what so, you mean. Yeah, but so I want
1: I want to see what people think it is because I think again there's a misperception here. I would say.
0: I, and for me, I would say uh, obesity. But hey, if we're, we're going to wait for them to, to, to answer real quick, hey, give me 30 seconds. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Um, and guys, if you go to the description, you can find all of uh, John Cole and stuff. But uh, your show for 30 seconds, man. Say whatever you
1: want. Sure. So uh, let me just walk everybody through this one more time. So what this is and what this is showing are weekly deaths from what the CDC calls PNI, pneumonia and influenza. So PNI is pneumonia and influenza, and the reason they lump them together, I guess, is because it's a one-two punch. Influenza brings on the pneumonia, and pneumonia is what kills you. So when I saw these massive peaks off to the right with that and how it aligned with the COVID deaths in green, now this is all deaths with COVID. Let me see if I have a clip here that I can play for you guys. The idea that we are now uh, a few days away from a new administration to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you
0: today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. But also there will be a surprise outbreak. Tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind there will be a surprise outbreak. There's no doubt in anyone's mind there will be a surprise outbreak.
1: Now, I edited that together. There's no doubt
0: in anyone's mind.
1: Yeah, so I edited that together, so he didn't repeat it again and again. I don't want people to think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I edited that um, a bit, but that's that foreknowledge. Okay. So,
0: it, it, so in the live chat, so we it's... see number one, uh, somebody says diabetes. Drew Bob says old age. Seven Dust says heart conditions. Fourteen three twenty says age, inflammation, elderly sense of police as diabetes so diabetes old age heart conditions age inflammation elderly those over 81.
1: obesity yeah so so the old age part it isn't really considered uh, a comorbidity so that's not something you know that that would kind of be natural causes so uh, and yet it's true so when if we look at the age breakdown of the deaths in the united states it's absolutely it skews towards people over sixty in a, in a massive way, yeah. but that's not really one of the things that the CDC tracks as a comorbidity. So amongst the ones that you listed that are, in fact, comorbidities—diabetes, obesity, uh, heart disease, things of that nature—the number one comorbidity. You ready? Yeah. Drum roll. Can we get a drum roll, please? The number one comorbidity is influenza pneumonia. Fuck it's pni <laughs> well how the hell is that how the hell is it pni
0: doesn't seem so, like comorbidity. So that seems
1: like a cause All right, so, okay so 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 wait a second let's read what the cdc said here let's read the fine print and say are, are these guys covering this up and just showing you how they covered it up like yes yeah that's the best what it says up top
0: man is put it
1: Exactly. So look what it says up top. For five percent of these deaths, now they say over five percent, meaning it's like 5.1 5.2 They couldn't say six, so it's not six percent. Yeah. It's five point something percent. So we're going to just say five percent. For five percent of these deaths, COVID nineteen is the only thing mentioned on the deaths certificate. All right. Now there's one point two million dead in America. Five percent of that is sixty thousand. 60,000 people have death certificates that say this person died from COVID-19. Now, let's read the next sentence. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19 on average, there were four additional conditions or causes per death on average. So that means 95%, 1.2 million minus 60,000. right, So that's 1.1 something million people have four comorbidities on average, so that means for every person that's got three comorbidities, somebody's got five. And for everybody who's got two, somebody's got six. And for everybody who's got just one comorbidity, somebody's got seven, because the average is four. And the number one comorbidity influence. by a mile and a half, P&I. not diabetes, not obesity, not heart disease, Pneumonia and influenza with over 525,000 death certificates? Wait a second. 60,000 death certificates just say COVID 19. 525,000 say influenza, pneumonia, and COVID 19? And which one are you calling the comorbidity? <laughs> There, there's 30,000 dead in Pakistan. Yeah. There's 30,000 dead in Bangladesh. Nigeria is not even at 4,000. Hmm. Beijing doesn't have 50 dead today. There's not 50 dead in Beijing. Shanghai doesn't have 1,000 dead today. There's not 1,000 people dead in Shanghai. From COVID. And for the people who say China's lying, that's the conspiracy theory. I'm citing the data from the WHO. I'm signing the data from Johns Hopkins. that I'm signing the official stuff. If the conspiracy theory that China's lying and they start telling me, well, cell phone coverage and we saw a lot of smoke coming yeah, out of chimneys. I remember that. Yeah, it, the, the 40 million that's Conspiracy crap. Come on. But it I doesn't matter so long as
0: we're all talking about something else.
1: Exactly. And as long as you're all talking about Wuhan and bats and Dr. She and, and, and Peter Daszak
0: and Bill Gates, and all, and it's all just... and
1: all that crap. You're not talking about Walter Reed. And as yeah. long as you're not talking about Walter Reed and Fort Detrick, they closed Fort Detrick in the summer of 2019. What the hell did they, what was it that would, all about?
0: A good. And I think it for it's, it's genius. And it'd be like if it'd be like if India did nine eleven and everyone's arguing was it was it taliban or was it the cia well, osama and, bin laden and and or the saudis and happened, it was really it, india in reality exactly. you exactly. have the it perfect was,
1: venezuela yeah. right. and, exactly. then the,
0: and then you get into all these micro arguments of well were the planes remotes or were they holograms or was there thermite but it doesn't matter because you you're never it's once even rhetoric. touching the fact that it was so exactly. it's brilliant it's evil but it's brilliant
1: it is, oh, wait, do you see how evil it is? I'm gonna show you how evil and brilliant it is. Gotta respect so the enemy somewhere. though,
0: man. They're, they're good at it.
1: Oh, wait, wait, do you see? And there, there's a couple characters here who are so brilliant and so evil, it's kind of stunning. Yeah. And so again, how do you hide a pandemic? What's how that? do you hide? So first you need this alternate pandemic, right? You need this other one to cover it up, right? So I need a green pandemic. So I call Peter Daszak. That's it. I got exactly what you want. I got the perfect thing. It's got CGG. It's got a furin cleavage site. In fact, it's got the GP one hundred and twenty sequence on it. So anybody who remembers what we did with HIV, they're gonna they're gonna zoom in on the GP one hundred and twenty. Everybody who knows about the furin cleavage site is gonna zoom in on the CGG CGG sequence. It's perfect. If you need something to get their attention, I got I got just the thing for you. You can't hide the blue pandemic without the green pandemic. Okay, so this is what was happening in those first couple weeks of 2020. And this was the thing that tipped me off. And this again, it's because this was my career in in data analysis and stuff like that. What you're looking at this chart of blue and green, the blue is historic. Historic. Now, the only way to know that is to baseline it you have to look at the prior 10 years of data. And when you look at the prior 10 years of data, what you realize, there's never been 12 weeks in a row of 4,000 people dying of PNI and then it went up. That's never happened in recorded history at the CDC. And so when I saw that happen, I said, what the hell is going on here? Why did they just drop this influenza thing like a hot potato There's nobody dead in China outside of this Wuhan. Who heard of Wuhan? Tell me about Shanghai, Hong Kong, Beijing. Wake me up when each one of those gets to 10 or 20,000 dead. When you get 10 or 20,000 dead in Hong Kong, Beijing, Shanghai, let me know. Yeah. We're at we're at less than 10. But this is what's happening in the states. And on March 13th, the president declares a national emergency. So now you start digging into all this influenza stuff and you say, but wait a second, I thought like 20,000 people died of the flu every year, 20, 30, 40,000. Oh boy, this is where you find how Fauci has built himself. uh, It's like a 10, he set this thing up over the course of 10 years basically. After the 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic when 12,000 people died supposedly, nobody checked their math. Nobody came along and said 12,000 people died. You just declared a global pandemic and 12,000 people died in America. Nobody challenged him in 2009. I think Cheryl Atkinson's the only one who kind of wrote about it and I think she got fired for it. So nobody challenges his numbers and Dr. Fauci realizes the value of being able to undercount influenza deaths Okay, If he can tell you that 20,000 people were dying a year, but it's really 200,000, he can create a pandemic at the drop of a hat.
0: Hmm.
1: Because every year he really has 200,000 people dying, and he's telling you it was 20,000, 30,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. I'm going to show you how he does it. I'm going to show you exactly how he did it. They do it using a term. The meme on the left was published by the CDC and they call it the burden of flu. The burden of flu. What is influenza burden? Influenza burden is a technical term that the CDC uses and the document on the right defines influenza burden. When I showed this to Dave Collum, he about fell out of his chair. He was hysterical. He's like, this is is like a joke. This is ridiculous, this is absurd. This makes no sense. What are they doing here? This is where the CDC contracted to have a paper written by 10 or 12 people to define something called influenza burden. And it is a formula. It is a derived value And the top of the pyramid is how many people died, but they're looking at how many were hospitalized, number of symptomatic illnesses, calculate the illnesses equal, multiply by ratio cases to hospital. This is nonsense. I know mathematics. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. Influenza burden is a shell game. They can't show you the math to get to 22,000. Do you know how many people actually died of PNI in the year that they claim 22,000 died? How many actually died of PNI? 275,000 people. They can't show you the math to get from 275,000 to 22,000 because that's the stupid formula right up there. It's absurd. You can't get to 22,000 from 275,000 with this formula. It's absurd. So this notion of burden of flu has been a facade, a shell game, a made up construed value, but because they have the document, because they have this, he's got plausible deniability. So when I confront him, when I testify in front of Congress and I lay this out, He'll say, "Well, yes, this is exactly what we're. What do you mean you didn't know that's what influenza burden was, Senator Rand Paul? What are you stupid? You didn't read the paper when we told you it was influenza burden. What did you think we were talking about? P and I deaths? You dumbass! Hmm. Of course, of course, it was this. You dummy! You didn't read the paper. This is his plausible deniability. So when they tell you twenty-two thousand people died, two hundred seventy-five thousand people died." Of PI. That 22,000 is this. This is meaningless. What the hell is this? I don't want, I don't mm. want that. I want to know how many people died. What are, you, what are you telling me the number of hospitalizations and symptoms and adjusted rates of hospital? I don't care about that. I want to know how many people died of the flu. Yeah. Why you make? Why would you make it so complicated? What would you be trying to hide? Well, when Dr. Fauci tells us that 79,400, 80,000 people died of the flu in 2017-2018, influenza, the severe 2017-2018 influenza season in the United States, 80,000 total deaths. Typical range, 12,000 to 56,000? No. Here's the math. Here's the real data. I go to the site. I'm ex-Oracle. This doesn't intimidate me. I download the data, throw it in Excel bump, 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 we're done. The real numbers 195,000 people died that season. And neither number is 80,000, by the way. So the influenza deaths and the pneumonia deaths, neither one of them is 80,000. Uh, influenza was 15,600. pneumonia was 180,000. So neither is 80. How the hell does he get to 80? Hmm. Using that stupid formula? No, they're just pulling these numbers. They're making it up they're making it up. Now, why would you do that? Because you're not going to be able to sell influenza vaccines if people know that despite everybody taking them, there's still a quarter of a million people dying every year of the stuff. When people hear, oh, 20,000 people died, it was 40% effective. Oh, gee, I hope it's more effective this year, Margaret, right? No. 200,000 people died, 180,000, 186,000. These are big numbers, but it arrives. We know we're overcounting COVID deaths, but nobody was paying attention to this P&I thing but me. I'm watching this, everybody else is watching bat soup. I'm watching this, and I'm going, I think this is the real pandemic. I think this is the actual pandemic and i think dr fauci's trying to hide it with a green pandemic from china so in october of 2020 one of the things i realized was i started to look at well what you know what what's the influenza story in other countries and i stumbled across a paper where these guys documented that influenza pretty much disappeared from australia and chile and south africa and the usa and I thought, well, that's weird. So I go and start looking at that on the the WHO's website. So the WHO has a site that shows you influenza specimens for the various countries. So I look at Chile and Australia and South Africa, and USA, and I'm like, well, wow, man, influenza is just, boom, it's gone. That's weird. So I said, well, what the hell happened in France? Well, the same thing. Well, what happened in Norway? The same thing. Well, what happened in Germany? Same thing. Well, why did you guys stop at four countries? What, you have a lunch appointment or something? You, you had to wrap it up? It was Friday at 5 o'clock, and mm-hmm. so well, we only really got to four countries, and so we had to finish the paper. So I take their paper, I cite all of them and their great work, and I said, yeah, the only thing is they missed 104 other countries mm-hmm. where the same exact thing happened, and oh, by the way, It happened in 28 days. Influenza was eradicated from Earth. In 28 days? From over a hundred countries? With no campaign, no posters, no money, no different dots on the floor, nothing special, and influenza was eradicated from Earth? no effort by accident but covid killed seven million people with the same thing so same social distance wash your hands Mm. masks and it eradicated this but seven million died of covid yeah Mm. you sure about that or is superman running around and i'm having a hard time finding clark kent yeah because i don't i don't see clark kent here where did clark kent go I don't see Clark Kent why is everybody talking about Superman where's Clark where's Clark I don't see Clark anywhere Clark's not here he's not here he's not here he's not here and he disappeared at the same exact time in a hundred countries huh hmm. And everybody's chasing Superman I want to know where Clark Kent went that's pretty dramatic Switzerland you eradicated influenza for two years with no effort no focus no campaign no posters no stickers and it was just gone that in itself should be a new story let's get christian amenpour heading to geneva to find out how did geneva eradicate influenza at the same time that covid ravaged switzerland how did that happen wow even in ukraine holy mackerel even in the United Arab Emirates, it happened. And Turkey? Turkey just completely eradicated influenza so quickly, it went from a 100-something and something specimens to zero oh, in one week. That is so amazing. This is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. They eradicated influenza too. And there's USA. But wait a second. It's the number one comorbidity, according to the coroners. <laughs> So the coroners are telling us it's the number one comorbidity, but the World Health Organization is saying, no, it disappeared. You well, we both can't be right. And I trust the coroners more than I trust Dr. Tedros. So this is a multi-year view of what influenza looks like at the WHO. And in weeks 11 through 14 of 2020, influenza disappears from earth, including the United States, which you see here, and it's just gone gone now did it really disappear or could Dr. Fauci not hide what was about to happen here unless he had a boogeyman from China this is Denmark influenza disappears in weeks 11 through 14 of 2020 it's gone for almost two years and then returns worse than Denmark has ever seen no mention Nothing in the news. This is Norway. It disappears in weeks 11 through 14 of 2020 and it's gone. No mention in the news of the disappearance of influenza. This is Sweden. So over a hundred countries experience the same phenomenon. England. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. Influenza disappears from Earth. And then we get to this other topic everybody's yakking about, which is excess deaths, right? Everybody's saying excess deaths, excess deaths, excess deaths. Well, remember the surprise when I told you that the number one comorbidity was PNI, not obesity or Mm -hmm. diabetes or something? Wouldn't it be weird if the thing that matched up with the all-cause mortality excess deaths, wouldn't it be weird if the match was PNI? Wouldn't that be weird? Mm. Wouldn't it be weird if I was what was driving the all-cause mortality excess deaths? Wouldn't it be weird if it fit better than OJ's glove? <laughs> That's what's happened, my friend. There were two pandemics. The one from Walter Reed is the one that killed seven million people. The one from Wuhan was the Patsy. Yeah. That's the red herring. And that's the one that as long as Congress is talking about it, everybody's wasting time. Yeah. Now, the other way you hide a pandemic, by the way, is you don't put the strain of the virus that you're trying to hide. Don't put that in the, uh, in, in the PCR test. Okay. So, If you're trying to hide one of these nasty strains like this 1918 virus or something, don't put it in the PCR test. So as a magician, if I want to make sure that you do not choose the jack of hearts from a deck of cards, I'm going to fan out a deck of cards and I just cannot have you pick the jack of hearts. What's the thing? What's the easiest way for me to do that? take the jack-of-hearts out of the deck of cards and get rid of it now I can hand you the deck I can have you shuffle the deck yeah you can shuffle it ten times twenty times cut it three times pick a card I know for sure you're not gonna pick the jack-of-hearts because there's no jack-of-hearts in the deck dude yeah that's how I'm gonna hide the strain I'm not gonna put it in the PCR test who provides the PCR manufacturers with the strains Dr. Fauci, is he gonna give them the BSL-4 strain to put in a PCR test? No. You think they've got any Akawaoka strain? This this guy builds the deadliest viruses on earth. He takes a virus and makes it 100 times more deadly. You think any of those are in the PCR tests? Of course not. That's how you hide a pandemic. You don't put the stuff in the PCR test. Now, if it came from U.S. Amrit originally, right, Fort Detrick, might that explain the military response? Might that explain Operation Warp Speed and why we had to get the military involved mm-hmm. and what the hell are all these generals doing here? What, what's all that about? It's a respiratory infection. What were all the guys in the green outfits for? Where'd they come from? What'd they have to do with this? We're talking about a respiratory infection. Ah ah is this what we're dealing with oh you guys are here because we're cleaning up your mess Mm. (laughs) okay okay so we're cleaning up your mess so ray kurzweil kind of predicted this in 2005. he said this was going to happen and he even nailed it he said five to ten million people are going to die 2005 new york times It, it it you know I don't know what to say. This guy, Dr. Cameron Kyle Seidel, comes out. He's freaking out. First couple of weeks in March, he's like, we've never seen anything like this. People's lips are blue. The ventilation, that's not it. He's like, that's not working. They're, they aren't processing oxygen. They don't need more pressure. they They're breathing, they can go in and out. It's not their diaphragm. They're not processing oxygen. They're suffering from cyanosis, hypoxia. It's like altitude sickness. That's the blue death. Mm. That's what they called the 1918 H1N1 influenza was called the blue death because it made people's lips turn blue. That's what he describes. And I'm sitting here going, oh my God. They've got two viruses out there. And the one this guy's describing, that's the one that just killed everybody. That's the deadly one. And that's the one from Walter Reed from Fort Dietrich. And it's not in the PCR test. This is what we call the modus operandi. This is in magic. This is how you do the trick. There's only five strains of influenza in the BioFire PCR test. So all the physicians think they're testing for flu. And they're testing for the five most innocuous strains of flu. Are they testing for H5N1? No, it's not in there. Are they testing for H3N8? No, it's not in there. Are they testing for H7N9? No, not in there. Are they testing for reconstructed 1918 BSL4 H1N1 reconstructed pandemic influenza? No, it's not in there. Anything Kawaoka has ever done is not in there. This is a commercial PCR packet, you know? They don't have the deadliest viruses on earth in, in the thing. In fact, tuberculosis isn't in here. You could, you could be sick as a dog with TB, go in and get this PCR test, and then say, no, Tommy, you're fine. You're good to go, bro. Hmm. You're fine. No, we tested you for all this stuff. You're fine. Well, I don't know why you're complaining. Tuberculosis isn't in here. H5N1's not in here. H3N8 is not in here. H7N9 is not in here. You want to know how to hide a pandemic? Don't put the strain in the PCR test. You want to take some questions? No, I'm just kind of reeling. So, if I, had, if I could have... you hide, could you hide, could you hide one pandemic behind another one, Doctor Fauci? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. So then,
0: the question then comes down to is, well, then why, why, why did he release the original? or was it an accident
1: well on the day that Hillary Clinton said we really should have mail-in voting that was March 18th of 2020 Mm -hmm. we had 191 people dead not 200 people dead in America and Hillary's worried about voting in November but if we're, if we're
0: talking about the the blue one then, but that was there the that was there that the was a year secret. prior
1: <clears throat> That was a secret. Nobody knows about the blue thing. No, but so, I'm, I'm
0: asking about why did Fauci do this then?
1: Be, so what I'm telling you is when Hillary says we really need to move to mail-in voting. Yeah That's that she showed her hand. She showed her cards. What do I mean? There's not 200 people dead, cookie puss yeah. You were supposed to wait till there's ten or twenty thousand dead. And then everybody's panicking and saying, Oh my god, what are we gonna do? And Hillary can come to the rescue with her great idea. Say, you know what? In order to be safe, we really should do vote by mail. But she can't keep it in her pants. So with 191 people dead in the country, she says we should vote by mail? And I'm going, What? Honey, there's not ten people dead in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Beijing. There's not 200 people dead in America And you're worried about voting in November? What the hell are you worried about that for? I think you jumped the gun I think you're supposed to wait a couple more weeks, but you were afraid Barack was gonna say it
0: So then the whole thing 100... was uh, just it's a, it's a coup attempt to remove the president
1: you can't have vote by mail if you don't have a pandemic yeah so the way to ensure a pandemic dr fauci's like well you you want a pandemic baby i got i got you, pocket aces you, yeah i got pocket yeah you you want a pandemic you call me i got what you need yeah i'll shut this i'll shut this thing down okay now fauci's got and he predicts it he can't keep it in his pants either he's at georgetown telling everybody you're gonna have a surprise outbreak then, with less than 200 people dead, Hillary's calling for vote by mail? Honey, that's your tell. Mm. You're supposed to wait till there's 20, 30, 40,000 dead. And then, come up with a salute. 200 people dead. More people died the previous week in the delivery room. More children die in the delivery room on a weekly basis in America than it's like there's no comparison Yeah, there's not 200 dead she wants to do vote by mail that was the tell that's the primary motive of the pandemic everything else is what we call an ulterior motive you needed a pandemic to have vote by mail now this also explains why as soon as we had any sign of a potential therapeutic that might work Nuke it. it had to get shut down. Yeah. Has to get shut down. Doesn't matter if it was Zithromax. It wouldn't matter if it was Amoxicillin. It can't work. And then it's the... dangerous. Amoxicillin could kill you. Zithromax could kill you, Tommy. And then you can. Do you la- know you how can... dangerous Zithromax could be? You launder that argument
0: through saying you. You go, oh, the the, the corporations didn't want it because they couldn't push their vaccine that's not the right right
1: argument. well but they're supporting it so if they've got that well, no, motive. it but so again it's the whole yeah, so it they're waiting. India,
0: it's india doing 9 11 and we're arguing about cia it's we're Correct. arguing we're pfizer shutting down ivermectin right. because they want to make money and it's you're a conspiracy yes. theorist and the whole thing is like no we yeah. just can't have anyone surviving
1: well what it was <sighs> is they needed to have vote by mail in November, yeah. and once we had vote by mail in november they had this ability, or at least they believe that they had an edge if they could do vote by mail. Yeah, and so that was that was the primary motive. Everything else, all the other money, Moderna, Pfizer, all that—all terror that motives. That's all that's exactly all window People, That's exactly right. That's Fuck. exactly right.
0: I've 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 tend to me and one of my friends have been throwing these ideas back and forth. I think since twenty twenty, I've I've always kind of believed that. That's what the virus yeah, was what for, I've... was to remove. I mean, you don't have to like Trump. You don't have to dislike Trump. The objective reality is, is there hasn't been a more universally hated president by existing powers since JFK. That's
1: just no what doubt. it is. You no don't doubt. have to
0: like it. That's just history, man. He was bad for their business. And, uh,
1: yeah, I think. China, China you know, went along with it. China said. We'll help you guys. You tell we us want, what you yes, need. You yes. want some propaganda? You want you want some well, footage of people dropping dead? And I got the. We'll make that for you. Listen, it's the mob, the CIA,
0: KGB. We all want Kennedy dead, right? So it's the exactly. same shit. We all want
1: Orange Man. You got guy. it. You got it. That's exactly the case. He was rubbing China's nose in it. We're winning on trade. He's tariffing the hell out of them. And they're like, you know what? We'd far prefer to get the Biden family in here. Tell us what you need. What do you guys want? You want some propaganda? You want some footage? You want us to, we'll build a field hospital out here with the cranes? We'll not, we'll blow you away with our propaganda. Yeah, And that's what they did. And that's what, and so now if you've got a faction within our intelligence apparatus, that's helping the Biden campaign, which we now know that appears to be occurring. And they're working with the Chinese to come up with a narrative that there's this disastrous virus that's destroying China. And she's like, yeah, I'm on board. But Joe Biden never talks about the origin of the virus with she. They never discuss it. We never push it. Never been a topic. You gotta ask yourself, why is that? Well, China says it came from Fort Detrick. That's what they say. Maybe China wasn't lying. I don't know. But I know that the map shouldn't have been all red and i know that the who says that china has fewer people dead than peru according to the who so and with that my friend i that's about all i've got for that today's show f- i can't thank you enough for having me on that i really appreciate was fucking brilliant
0: it. man i enjoyed that thoroughly that's i hadn't, my I, hadn't he- I hadn't heard that take before but it's yeah i mean
1: and, well and there's there's more to it but i'm out of time maybe another time oh, sure, i'll yeah. tell you a little bit more I'll tell you more about those field hospitals because we built field hospitals all over the country for 11 days and then we put them away 11 days later.
0: Yeah, yeah, we didn't use any of them. Yeah, brought in the mercy what the, the navy ship and just didn't fucking do anything with it. Yeah, we have all those field right. hospitals in New York like no one was there.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you what those are for next time we get together.
0: Let's let's do that. I'll shoot you an email. Let's schedule another one, man. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was great as fuck. I I genuinely enjoyed that. I
1: appreciate it. My pleasure. I can't thank you enough for your hospitality and having me on the show. Yeah, sure thank you thing, so much. Man. Thank
0: and, you for your time.
1: Um, it's my pleasure.
0: Well, yeah, dude. Let, let's let's wrap this bitch up. I got to prep for the next one. Um, I'll I'll send you an email. Let's schedule another one. And um, yeah, thank you for your time, guys. Go in the description. Go follow them on YouTube. Go follow them on Rumble, um, because YouTube will inevitably destroy you. Because well, they're destroying everyone. They've I've been off there for almost two years now, not from my choice, but um, go follow them on Rumble. Get that channel going. And uh, go give them a follow on 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 YouTube, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try out the uh, the, the bedtime playlist tonight because you you have a very relaxing voice. I'm absolutely gonna try that out. Cool. <laughs> that's what that's I mean. Great. Also, I mean, yeah. that's great.
1: There's a whole bunch of bedtime stories. All the thumbnails are blue yeah. on the channel. No, I found the, the other playlist. way you can find the channel. So yeah, let me tell everybody the other way to find the channel. If you type in YouTube.com forward slash and then you put at I am John Cohen. It'll take it to the channel. And then if you want to look at my stuff on Twitter, I'm very active on Twitter. It's uh at I underscore M A M underscore John Cullen. And that's how you can find me on Twitter. Let me let me make so,
0: sure I get your Twitter in there. Cause I don't think I I think I put your I think I put your your YouTube and your Rumble in the description. So let me make sure I get the Twitter in there. So um, it's at
1: I underscore. M A M underscore John Cullen. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Come on.
0: Let's go. I think I, I think I found you. Yeah, I got it. All right. All right, I'll put your thank Twitter you so in there. much. Yeah, and I'm gonna Super. I'm gonna email you the link to the Rumble or to to this. Can you post that on your Twitter? And I just I just of I just course, of course, of course. And for everybody listening, I just put his Twitter in the description. So the link's in there. You can just click on it. You can just click on the link to YouTube. You can click on the link to Rumble. It's all right there, served up for you. So don't be lazy. Just click on the button. Go give him a follow. I, I'm delivering it to your front door. Just go go give him a follow. And um, yeah, man, I'm gonna send you an email right now, and we'll schedule the next one.
1: Thank you, Tommy. Really yes, appreciate sir. it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate your time.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, go give him a follow. Recording Where's stopped. Going? Thank you so much, sir. God bless everybody. Peace.